welcome back to Music Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Levi Pack, and with me is soon to be father Jordan Obrey. Father well, again. So <laughs> I was gonna say Father Round. Father two. again. Yeah, yeah, father again. Um, what do you call that? Soon to be a parent of two, I suppose is what I would say. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I haven't really thought about it that much. Like in terms of I, I don't know. We're gonna be what? Two three hundred percent father now? Right. On this podcast. Oh, shit. oh, is that that's where that stat comes from. Got it. So so yeah, your first kid is two is the two hundred percent and then yeah, yeah. yeah, got it, got it, got it. That makes sense. Um <laughs> No, yeah, we we don't need to blow up uh your family spot, but exciting. Um and we should probably talk about if there are pod, podcast logistics, uh that will be our uh, problem next month, but we'll see. Um <laughs> You know pod takes pod is my this is my now third child, so I could I'll always make time yeah, for, my, for this it. baby, this baby of ours. <laughs> yeah, the, wow, <laughs> that's the three hundred percent father. <laughs> we found it, um, Jordan. I uh, I was thinking about stuff I wanted to talk about before we we got into our picks, and I'm I've recently been continuing down a sort of like investment lane um, that I'm curious to get your take on uh, in terms of like homes speaker systems and like uh, ecosystems generally right because um at the moment i'm a sonos man Mm -hmm. i've i've i got a sonos you know maybe in 2018 2019 right and i've just been slowly building the army a little bit um i I originally was like a google home guy and i was like wait this this is cool a nice little bassy speaker that i can talk to I don't talk to the speakers anymore. Like none of them are like hooked up to any accounts or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've, I've acquired a couple. I've got them strung throughout my, my home. I had a couple in my apartment and now I've got, you know, the sound bar for the TV. I got the move, the portable one that I can bring in during a little scrub a dub session. Um, <laughs> you know, and they all like link up, right? I can like airplay to them yeah. or whatever. Right. It's a it's a pricey investment and it feels like kind of like a fleeting investment. Um, mm. There's a chance all of this blows up, but but do you have any strong feelings on home speaker systems as a, as our resident our resident audiophile? Dude, I'm just gonna be honest. I don't I don't know shit about speakers. Um, Damn. I feel like headphones are more the domain, but that's mostly just because I haven't had the space for like. Right. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this. You can. You could spend a couple hundred dollars on speakers and it's perfect, or you could spend upwards of, you know, a couple racks and it's not that much better, you know? Right. Um, but I have Sonos too, and I think it it does the job and it does it good enough. I, I kind of have similar feelings though, like, you know, the grid goes down, you can't listen to music in yeah. your home, but... Uh, Which sucks. I try not to think about that too much, um, I <laughs> right. guess, but... But yeah, yeah I, don't know. I, I suppose if the grid goes down, we'll have like bigger problems, yeah, there's, right? That's, but it's that's that's real. Um, but yeah, I think Sonos for like the price is probably what's going to work for most people. I think yeah. once you go beyond Sonos, it's probably just bad news for the wallet. Um, it so is I'm weird trying to, to hold hold back um, if I were to ever have the space, you know. But right, I do like the like the AirPlay you mentioned and. And you can like throw stuff between rooms, like that's pretty sick. I don't. Right. It sounds like you have a couple little 
rooms that you can listen in. Um, yeah, I, that I, I got like the system tight. going, bro. I got the system going, and it helps, especially if you sleep with, if hypothetically you slept with a white noise, right? You got you got the white noise on lock, no problem. You got you don't got to worry about the Bluetooth speaker dying. Bro, don't fuck it, up your Spotify Wrapped. Come on. Holy, well, <laughs> dude, I've got I've. Got, First of all, I've done so in the past, but I've learned from my mistake. I've learned from my uh, my mistakes. Currently, it plays from my Apple Music account technically. <laughs> so my uh, on Apple Music, I only listen to one fucking song <laughs> every day, ten um, hours or whatever. And quite literally, it gets me through the night. So we'll uh, shouts to Eric Erickson. I think is the name of the artist um, <laughs> credited. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's nice. I think like. I think the, the weird thing about Sonos is like one, it's not cheap; they're expensive, right? And two, um, they are in competition with who, right? Like Google, maybe, right? Uh, Amazon, maybe, right? Because those are all their other like smart speakers. But like in terms of just like home audio at that price point, I feel like they've kind of like cornered the market for a certain type of like listening experience, which is just weird. I, I feel like that's just something I'm like generally a little sus about so i don't know mm. just i guess what i'm saying is if you're a sonos person listening in you're on thin fucking ice okay <laughs> you you fucking watch it monopoly ass <sighs> hands off my walled garden Get <laughs> hands <here>. off my <laughs> fair enough i yeah i don't know um i did just uh i did I, I think probably all of my sonos speakers i've gotten like either secondhand or at a discount which is the price i would recommend because yeah they're they're not fucking cheap but I'm, I'm buying a record player that can output to uh this new play five or five or whatever they're called um i'm stoked about that so we'll see i'll let you know how it is i'll probably Keep have us posted oh yeah we'll have we'll have the sonos update brought to you by sonos <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i uh let's roll let's let's fucking roll into it shout out to jason who joined us last month um it was a blast, and I, I loved what we were able to get into. I feel like the, the conversation was, was pretty rich, right? I feel like we, yeah. we kind of tapped into a vein that of, like, I don't know, music in the world, which I think is um, an important part of uh, all of our listening experiences, right? And so shouts to Jason mm -hmm. for kind of bringing the heat. Yeah, thanks, um, Jason. Big homie. But back to just you and me, and honestly, I fully am, like, back on my bullshit. Um my first pick is Burning Desire by Mike. This record is actually something that you had sent me. It was not something I was aware of at all, especially because Mike literally came out with a record three weeks before this came out. Uh, his his sort of uh, shared collaborative record with Wiki, um, another New York based rapper, I think. Um, and it's it's fine. It didn't really register too much for me, right? I love Mike, and I I love, uh, but it kind of felt to me a little bit more like something he was featuring on, um, something that, and I like Wiki stuff as well. It kind of felt like they were both featuring on it. Maybe that's the nature of a collab. I'm not sure, but when you sent me Burning Desire, I was like, oh shit, like a a bona fide like Mike record. Um, 
technically the second full-length project he's been a part of, um, if my assessments are correct, but the third full-length project he's been a part of this calendar year uh, because uh, his most recent like solo album uh, came out like the end of December last year. Uh, is that Beware the Monkey? Is that the name of that record? Yeah, or Beware of the Monkey. Beware of the Monkey. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, and I love that record, right? And, I, and we, you and I have talked about that. Uh, I've talked about it a little bit because of its, you know, as we think about albums that come out like in a calendar like year, um, like it's hard to like consider album. Like this literally, yeah, looking at it, Beware of the Monkey came out December 21st, 2022, right? So really just slid out after end of year list had come out, et cetera, right? And so um, this is the first solo mic record since then. And I had no idea it was coming, and it's a hitter, dude. I don't know. It's like we've talked a lot about like hip hop this year, generally, right? And and Mike is is you know bar none my my favorite you know rapper that's alive and 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 working right now just fully. Um, I love the way he writes. I love like you can like feel his heart in in the bars that he writes. I love the way he performs. I've seen him a number of times. He's he's great. And I think what's cool is that like with each new record you can feel just him like grow and develop and like trying things right and like they tend there's a lot here right there's a lot of bars there's a lot of writing and there's a lot of production happening right and even though there's just because there's so much of it there's just, it feels like a lot to, to pick through and parse through and, I, and i've probably listened to this album like eight or ten times in the last month because it's just there's so much to get and come back to between not only their production and not only the, you know, like the, his, his lyrical writing, but also like, you know, some of the samples and trying to pick about, pick apart the context and figure out who that is. Oh, this is his producer Taka, who, you know, I've, I've seen and I've listened to his work, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a phenomenal record. It brings up a lot for me, especially with some of his contemporaries, but, um, yeah, you sent it to me. Had you listened to it yourself at that point? No, I just saw new Mike and I was like, yeah, I got, wow, I got to put the, the boys are eating. Up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad signal. Exactly. Um, but no, I hadn't listened to it and I kind of like did a, um, I don't know, not like a super deep listen the first time I went through it yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. Um, I think if you're, at least for me, like if I'm not really sitting down and intently listening to Mike, like it's. I don't know, from my experience, it can be pretty easy to miss some details sure. or just feel like, oh, this is just kind of washing over me. It feels right. similar to some other stuff and kind of write it off. Um, so then when you, not so surprisingly, said it was one of your picks for this month, I was like, okay, sick. Like, I'm going to give it another go. And Well, hold on. Let me interrupt because you said... Did did you pick Mike for this month? Is, is this one of your picks? You called me out, so I I <laughs> in fact obliged and said, "Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. Okay. now I want to talk um, about." It. <laughs> but please continue. I really liked it though. Overall, I think uh, like putting it on some headphones and like you know, sh shout out Sonos. We were talking about that earlier. To me, this <laughs> is more of a headphones album. I think. Yeah, agreed. Once I get to know it a little more. Um, like you can definitely throw it on. I think it's probably Mike's warmest project hmm. in some ways. Like it's super jazzy, funky, like like you were saying, Levi, like some of the like IDing some of these samples 
would be like a really fun project. I'm sure it's out there already Agreed. on the internet, but uh, I don't know. There's just a lot to dig into, and I think that keeps Mike um, or keeps Mike's work exciting to me, especially yeah. like I don't know amidst like a lot of this abstract hip hop that's kind of out and about. Um, right, which he's probably a lot my... of time talking about. Yeah, and I think Mike is probably my favorite rapper, or at least this is my favorite rap project of the year. Um, so I'm excited to spend some more time with it. I think, uh, like, let's um, let me look at the track. Please don't cut my wings. The track with Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, of course. That's that's a heater. Um, and just overall, like as a as an entire project, like it it's all very cohesive, and a lot of his the songs will flow and transition smoothly yeah. into the other. Um, there's like some poetry on this, um, right. it just, from, it just from, feels yeah. like a really personal and kind of, I don't know, uplifting project, which, which I don't think is as true for some of Mike's other stuff. Um, seems like he's doing yeah. well, which is, which is tight. It's just like wholesome almost. I totally agree. You know, there was an interesting quote from him in, in an article I was reading about this article or about this album where he, uh, <laughs> Sorry, dudes on podcasts really be like, I was reading this article about that article. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I he was he was talking about running, you know, I, I think just sort of this persona or like his musical project. Um, he, him and his managers think about it like a mom and pop shop, right? Of just like not vastly expansive, right? But trying to find ways to like push you know, push within the, within the fold that, that they're kind of in, you know? Um, and I kind of found, I find that to be a really, really apt and fitting metaphor. Um, you know, no shit. The, the, the guy who's running it said that about himself, but still, it's just like, it, uh, it feels really true. Um, burning desire feels really different from beware of the monkey. I agree. Beware of the monkey by comparison is a little like, is a little cooler, a little, maybe a little more intimate, you know, like it, like, um, there's there's a, tr a track on Beware of the Monkey that is like one of my it's it probably is my favorite uh Mike song um and it's called uh Stop Worry oh my God mm. the, with Sister Nancy it's a phenomenal it's it's like maybe my favorite one of my favorite songs that came out last year even though it was like in the fucking tail end um but yeah like by by comparison you know if this just feels a little bit more like nightlifey like it feels darker but warmer like the like you know probably recorded in like late summer nights like it just feels apt um phenomenal i think it's a lot of fun and there's there's stuff that that is happening production wise that i haven't i haven't really heard before from mike mm. um and a lot of this is is produced by by him like i'm pretty sure he's like credited as a producer on everything even if it's sort of like a collaborative production process um, under his producer label, DJ Black Power. Um, but yeah, he is, uh, he's phenomenal. And like, yeah, if you've got any interest in this, check it out. Super interesting to listen to it alongside the Earl Sweatshirt Alchemist record, which is just like, it's good. We had touched on him and it's like, it came out as like an NFT and it's like, okay, that's lame as hell. <laughs> but like, I'll, I guess I'll listen to it when it comes to uh uh, streaming services and it's like okay yeah it's it's good it's it's tightly produced my favorite moments on the record are um are absolutely like the the vince staples you know moments which mm. you know say what you will uh, uh I, I don't know what that says about the record but it's like 
that sticks out to me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like sort of comparing these two and then seeing what Mike continues to do. Not that they need to be a, like pitted against each other, but there just is such a clear connection, you yeah. know, relationally between Mike and, and Earl Sweatshirt that it's just kind of interesting to see where they, where the, how they continue to work. Um, but yeah, phenomenal record. Um, and, Definitely. and a lot, a lot of fun. I kind of like the weird nature of just being like, yeah, this is kind of like, I surprise, surprise. I still like it. You know, <laughs> like I, I was like, do I even have that much to say here? But it's just like, I think going back to even what we were saying about Toro y Moi, it's like, this is an artist doing what he likes and is b- mm-hmm. believes in and is resonating, you know? And it's like, again, like you could say that this sounds similar and I don't think it's like a carbon copy by any means. Right. But there's like a similar vein running through a, like a lot of his work, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it still fucking hits dude. And I mean, yeah. I'm here for it. And I just, I love that he's doing what, what is, what is so, what he's so good at, you know? Dude. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't know. I didn't mean to say that as like a disservice. I think it's just, right. it, it's similar. It's still very much Mike and Mike's voice and work, but I would just say sharper. Like it's, it just feels yeah. more complete. And I don't know if I, I mean, definitely thoughtful not to say his, his past work isn't, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, just, yeah. he's just continually improving and iterating on, on his sound and style. And I'm here for that shit too. It's just, it's really cool. Cause I think you and I have been, talking at least talking about and sharing Mike's stuff for a couple years now so right to get a project like burning desire it's just like oh hell yeah this is tight (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, but yeah i think uh if this is sort of i mean it's november now that we're recording this but uh i think this was released when okay october so maybe we're thinking recorded in the summer whatever this next mm-hmm. pick of mine is is not this is this is a perfect pick for daylight savings ending today yes um, sir yes it's sir a, it's a heavy um maybe not the heaviest pick of the year Silhouette Machine. They're a uh, oh, post-hardcore, like yeah. shoegazy outfit from Kansas City. Um, and yeah, this this one kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I think they had like an EP that I had heard previously. Um, okay. But yeah, I think this is either their first full length or first or second. Um, they're still pretty new. Um, oh gosh, I, I hate like just starting with like a comparison, but I think sure. the it's very slow, um, very almost slow. like super down tempo. Yeah, very down tempo, but it it swells into these loud passages um it's not quite as it's not like screamo or anything um but they're you know some the volume raises a bit 
Um, but it's just like this slow, menacing, brooding, kind of depressed sound. Hmm. Um, I think I would still describe it as heavy, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's just very I, atmospheric. I, I would describe it as heavy, but I think we can definitely <laughs> go with heavy on this one. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it just, this is for me, like I know, I don't know what they're singing about. I think this is just mostly about the feel and the atmosphere of what they're mm-hmm. creating. Um, and this is like shit you throw on when you're up late at night and you don't want to be awake or you're, yeah. you know, this is like post Halloween shit right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's gotten me in my feels. It's been a, uh, an eventful month for me personally. Um, sure. So this has been, been one outlet, this music. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you, let me know what you think. Cause I'm, I know you've had different experiences with music like this that I've recommended to you in the past. Yeah. Um, so how's it, how's it hitting you? Well, between this and your second pick, like, yeah, I think we're both very much like on our shit, uh, this month. And yeah, I, you know, it's so interesting is like when this, when this record first started after I put it on and, um, I, I could feel, you can feel what it's about to be, right? You can feel the texture and the fuzz and all this stuff. And I just kept kind of, I was like, is this what I'm in the mood for? Like, is this going to be a tough a tougher listen like a little more like lean forward and just like find my way through it and honestly like it's it you're right like it is it is depressing and it does feel heavy and there's kind of a lot to drudge through but I didn't feel like there were a lot of like and not musically right but I didn't feel like there were a lot of like sharp edges Mm -hmm. that like felt like I don't know because sometimes uh, you know I I'm struck by you saying it's not really screamo and it's like yeah it's really not like there is kind of like a, a droning feel to it right but it just it's like a completely different thing and i think that that can sometimes be a sharp edge that um over time can really like wear me out but i didn't end this record feeling like worn out which i, I think is interesting i truthfully like i enjoyed it i i wasn't like i love this but I, but i also just kind of feel like i lack a lot of like um I don't know. I feel like I lack like the critical sort of words for like ev- exactly what I'm hearing. Cause yeah, there's just a, just a lot of droning, like sound, like coming together, but still you're hearing vocals. And, and, and in, in that way, like once you're kind of in the mode, like it's kind of, even though it is depressing, there's a, kind of a lovely quality to it. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of struck by that. Um, but yeah, I, how do you even, how do you even find this shit, bro? <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Like you're you're taking me oh on a journey over this you know over this last year of me just like learning to not only tolerate but like appreciate and find differences right because like this is so different than like the liturgies album or like you know than like a lot of other stuff but um, yeah I don't know this, yeah how did you how did you come across this I think it was either like Bandcamp or Rate Your Music or something yeah um, yeah I don't know. Um, I think this is just the kind of music that I've been interested in the last year. But I think to your point, it's like, I wouldn't describe it as dissonant. I think like, yeah, I would definitely describe it as noisy. Like it's loud and distorted, but mm-hmm. um, like the singing, cause there is singing, there's singing and I, I guess you could screaming. Um, yeah. The singing is very melodic. It's almost like beach right. house esque. It's like very like reverby and, 
I wouldn't describe it as warm, but um, it's it's melodic. Like the guitars yeah. are very melodic, and then everything totally. kind of explodes. Whereas the litur- liturgy record, I think, is a lot more dissonant and jagged. This is jagged, Jar- like- jagged, not sharp. Jagged is a yeah. I would not describe this record as jagged at all. So right. yeah, that, yeah, it's like a, a lot great, smoother great and, but still loud. So I don't know. I think there's. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to use the word, like, palatable. But maybe that is the word. Like it's. It's still, yeah. By nature of it not this, being jagged, yeah, you know. I so, but yeah. <laughs> but I think to a certain type of person, probably sure, not, probably not I guess palatable. <laughs> if you listen to this and think palatable is is not the right way to describe it, then that's probably fair. But I think relative, <laughs> relatively, it's. I think melodic is what does it for me, and that's yeah. what kept me coming back is. Uh, like structurally, like these just feel like. Yeah, songs that you could listen to several times and. But yeah, for me, it's the atmosphere of this record, um, especially mm-hmm. as it like got dark at five, probably earlier for you mm-hmm. in Seattle. But uh, yeah, I think I'll be keep coming back to this one during the winter. Um, my, my SoCal winter. Um, yeah, wow. You. Dude, yeah, brutal. It's it's really, brutal really in your in your feels like it's at the beach. Just bro. like, yeah. God, it's it's 68 today. Jeez. Holy shit! I'm Fuck. so sorry, man. I'm I'm glad you're even able to record. I gotta today, get the like. yeah. I gotta get the the Canada goose out. It's freezing. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I I think that I probably will find my, my find my way back to this record as well. Cause yeah, I mean, it's just like there there is there's something comforting about like the the sounds in your headphones sort of matching the dreariness outside. Not not at all times, right? But um certainly there's there's more than a place yeah. for it um i think that my fall vibe has just been it's been a little you know as the temperatures have continued to drop off and there's been less sunlight and a little more you know warm you know light indoors you know uh, dinner by lamps all those vibes you know um my there's been a there's been a bit of a shift for me towards sort of quieter like singer songwriter types um and uh, one of my picks for this month is actually somebody who i had i had like not really heard it i had heard maybe the single off of it um but i hadn't really given it a, a, a real listen but for for last month so dipping back a little bit um but uh yeah my my second pick for this month is uh the land in, is inhospitable, and so are we by Mitski. As I got older, I learned I'm a drinker. Sometimes a drink feels like family. Family. Jordan. What's your history with Mitski? I, I don't have much. Do you? <laughs> Not to ask you so I could just answer. But it's like, it's kind of similar. And I think that the reason I ask is that, I don't know about you, but I have this feeling that like Mitski is this, you know, huge artist. Oh, right? yeah. There are Mitski heads. Absolutely. They- and I and I think the truth is that, that there are, and Mitski does have big songs, right? But, like, 
Mitski's just kind of been at it for a while, right? But and like Be the Cowboy was really like a, a breakout album for her, right? But like to she has this reputation, I think, because of like TikTok and like the modern like era of like music discovery and like song fascinations, right? And so I think there was a part of me getting going to this record that I was like, I don't know, like I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I'm the audience, right? Because there's like folks like Alex G, like Phoebe Bridgers, there is like a mimetic status that Mitski has of like, when I'm depressed, I put on Mitski and I hear the saddest shit in the world and I just want to cry my eyes out. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know? But it kind of has the same feel as like, you know, when we were like growing up and it's like, I put on this, e- I put on good Charlotte, you know, and like, <laughs> that's the only thing that can make me feel something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's like, it's the mimetic re- reputation, the meme status to just put it plainly uh, of an artist, I think often just kind of like can do so much damage to like, at least for me, like just how I hold an artist in my head. And, the truth is I genuinely really like Mitski, right? I think that she is a really tender songwriter and she's been writing beautiful, heartbreaking stuff for a long time, right? I think that becoming a meme can kind of cheapen that when you're a sound mm-hmm. on TikTok, you know, um, it can cheapen that. And that just kind of is what it is, right? That's the state of, of music. But I had heard the single, My, uh, My Love, Mine All Mine on TikTok, just the hook, right? decontextualize alongside who knows what, you know, maybe some young girl putting on an old filter and being like, oh, I'm going to be old someday. Or maybe we're making it's some like, chicken wings or something. Yeah. yeah or anything, like, yeah, anything. a walk with grandma, like, you know, like literally just TikTok stuff, right? Yeah. So completely decontextualized. And still it's like the hook, like it's a great hook. The hook in my love, uh, my love, mine, all mine. I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. Um, it's phenomenal, right? But like, dude, I you know Jason actually I think mentioned uh, Mitski briefly, uh, uh, or or at least he had planned to. I'm I'm not remembering, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna put it on. And when I put on this record, the the tone of the guitar of the acoustic guitar on "Bug Like an Angel" the opening track, I was immediately like, wait, <laughs> like this is like. This is something that I've kind of been like looking for, like from like a singer songwriter vibe. As I mentioned, um, I was kind of like getting into like Wilco last month and listening to a lot of Wilco. And I was really struck by Wil- a, a cover that Wilco did of a Japanese breakfast song where he kind of like brought this like slightly more, you know, like almost like the previous generation's like indie touch to a like modern indie artist or like an, an artist, you know, whatever. Mitski's signed to Dead Ocean. She's not indie, but you know what I mean? Um, like, and so I felt that same energy of just like that previous generation, this kind of classic sound, literally just in the way that this guitar is being recorded, strummed, and like just being funneled into my fucking ears. And then her vocals hit, and then the layered, like, choral vocals hit. And I was like, oh, shit, this is exactly what I'm looking for in this moment. And the record proceeds, like, goes on to just be this, like, wild, for me, like, wandering journey in this this space that I've really not heard Mitski in before, right? 
I think about Mitski as having like, you know, th- this almost has like a small like chamber pop sound to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, someone actually on TikTok, uh, Derek, who I who I've mentioned before, he pointed out that like the um the recording quality of this, there's almost I think it's called like slapback reverb or something, but like a lot of stuff on this um. A lot of like stuff on this record is it feels very like like it's recorded in a very small room and the reverb like hits you immediately right so it's like it's like it's like she's uh playing a lot of these songs like in a, a small tile room right and you hear that in the reverb like there's not like a big like booming like concert hall feel to it it's like immediately like it's like pop, pop. like i don't know it's it's hard to explain but once you listen for it it's literally in the entire record and it has this really cool like intimate sound to it um that feels just a little bit bigger than before or a little bit more i don't know like I, it has this intangible classic feeling to it that i'm like obsessed with that i really can only correlate to like how wise blood makes me feel mm. um of this like really like timeless you know but like a band is being recorded in a room kind of sound uh dude it is i i really really love this record um to the point that i'm like i'm curious how we will be how we will be feeling at the end of this year because like I don't know. Like this is this is absolutely in my top five at this moment um, of the year so far. Like it's phenomenal. I, I'm curious how it hit you. Like I don't anticipate, you know, whatever. Like, but like, dude, th- this shit hit for me. So so yeah. yeah. How's it? How's that sitting with you? I just first off, I gotta say, man, I'm just grinning from ear to ear. That just makes me happy. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I like. That's so sick. That sounds like. That's that's exact. That's why we're here, bro. Right. This is why yeah. we're recording music podcasts right now. <laughs> yes, for moments sir, like bro. this. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, I just I just needed to tell you that makes me happy, and I'm glad uh, Mitski's just absolutely hitting hitting my guy LP this month. <laughs> big um, time, big time. On that note, though, I gotta say, man, I was. Uh, <laughs> no, it was fine. I don't know. I need to. I, I, the the late call didn't help me. Um, mm-hmm. Not to uh, you know blame you. Um, yeah, no, I get it though. But I like listened to it when it came out, and I think I eh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this kind of music has been more up my alley in the past. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Part of it might be my mood um and not being in the mood for like soft serene kind of um but still big like there are several moments on this record that i really liked um yeah but i don't know i a lot of it didn't have the same sort of sticking power like you mentioned wise blood um Mm -hmm. and i think mitski is a really great songwriter i just don't know if this record was for me when i listened to it the other day um but I think your points about the production and the sound, it it's hard to, like, you can't argue, like, the quality and just, like, she's on another level, I think, with this mm-hmm. one. Like, I listened to mm-hmm. Laurel Hill. That Was that last year? Whatever the last record was, um, which yeah. is more like a synth pop kind of vibe. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, even, yeah, Be the Cowboy, I think, was, no, that's not true. Is that true? What was her last record? I'm trying I think to Be the Cowboy yeah, was... Yeah, Laurel like, Hell. 
She had a record that came out last year. I actually never. Yeah, heard and it. I don't. I don't think that got as much traction because "Be the Cowboy." I remember that got a lot of. Yeah, like, that track. Nobody. Reception. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just like sitting here, like wishing I had the same experience, but just kind of yeah. like. You know, I don't think I have anything negative to say. Just kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, but I think the nice thing about records like this is, like, you know, in a couple months or a year, like, it could hit me completely different. I think yeah. when something's of, like, a certain quality and, like, I think I can feel that. It's just, like, the personal right. connection just wasn't there. And I don't think I'm... Like kind of, I mean, obviously from the music I shared with you this month, it's it's not really what I'm listening to right now. Um, right. But yeah, the fir- what's the first track called again? That one's uh, a heater. Like, like an when all of the voices yeah. come in and and just it's just it washes over you. Um, and then my love, mine, all mine. That like truly, it, it sucks that TikTok does that to songs because <laughs> right. right. it's true. It's like truly. Uh, that's like an all timer right there. Like yeah, he, it's it's so inspired. Like it's it's really incredible. So, um, but yeah, dude, I like what she's going for, um, yeah. and I totally get the hype. Um, so maybe I'll. Come and I around. think it'll I think it'll be there for you, right? There's a moment. It might be in when memories uh, snow. Uh, I bet, but it might not actually be in this track. But there's a moment at the end of 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 one of these tracks where, literally this drum there's like a drum line yeah it's they're basically snare rolls right that that Mm. fills into like a bigger like sort of like a drum solo deal that's happening behind it's not really a solo right but it's kind of happening behind the mix not quite synced up right that just feel it has this like chaos that i can only really say like reminds me of like fireworks it has a it's Mm. a really fascinating thing that happens right and it just gets at some of like the there is yes, there is like a quiet singer songwriter quality to this, you know, and I and I I can't lie, like listening to this record alongside um, alongside Goodnight Summerland, you know, another great record that came out this year, right? I I couldn't help but put them in context, but it's moments like that that really had had this stick out and and, and feel masterful in comparison, right? Because there's just like this brooding, like roiling, like chaos kind of underneath Mm. it. Just like that doesn't quite break through. And in fact, like these really serene moments, like the hook on uh, my love, mine, all mine, like come through. Um, But yeah, I don't know. There's even some like horn lines that just like, Mm. yeah, there's a little bit of like just dissonance and and chaos happening that I think, yeah, I I think really enrich the listening experience and yeah when that time comes i think that it will be it will be waiting for you um yeah but i I feel you dude like even you know shout outs to the goat but you know the 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 sufjan stevens record javelin Mm. phenomenal like really beautiful story behind the record and genuinely a really beautiful record but not i my head was not really in the right place for it when it came out and there are moments that are really touching to me that i've listened to since then that i've been like i do really like this but it doesn't necessarily like rank for me and that's not really what music's about right it's about where it hits you and and how it hits you and and how it continues to sit with you and so yeah i um you you are fucking right bro this is what this shit is about um i i would say that genuinely this podcast is about listening to music checking in with how you feel about it, checking in with <laughs> trends and feeling the world pass you by and then fighting 
And honestly, dude, I'm ready to fight about this next fucking record, bro. Hell Let's yeah, get baby. into it. Let's get into it, bro. Woo, what woo. the f- what the uh, fuck are you having me listen to, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I knew it was going to go either way with All you. All of my oh friends my are going to hell. None of them know from what I can tell. I'm getting up from the place where I fell. Lord, please forgive me. I don't want to be like my friends who are going to hell. All right. So my second pick for this month is uh, Saved by Reverend Kristen Michael Hader, um, formerly known as Lingua Ignota. Um, I don't know. I think I want to preface this with, I think context can be Mm -hmm. helpful, but also I, like it, I don't want to make assumptions about how you feel about it, but I think Mm -hmm. just like taking the record at face value, um, I think it's very polarizing. Yeah. Um, so I am excited to hear what you thought. <laughs> I think as I learned more mm-hmm. about this record, like I, I do like it at face value, but also as I learned more about um, Kristen Michael Hader and you know her past work and some of the context surrounding this record, it it really bolstered my appreciation and admiration for this. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear. Yeah, so she performed and wrote and just made music under the name Lingua Ignota for several years, probably like a decade almost. Um, and this is her first record after um, like giving up that name. Um, she is a uh, she's a survivor of um, relationship violence and abuse and. It, it all kind of happened publicly. Um, hmm. She put out a really long statement a couple years back. Um, and this is all context I gathered after the fact. I, I didn't really right. know much about her her music before um, this last month. But part of that um, and a lot of the, the trauma that she has been dealing with in light of that, um, like this record is her attempting to like transcend some of those experiences um hmm. and for more of her background like she i think she grew up catholic and then in her 20s um became an atheist and you know a lot of life has happened since then but but this for her was like a genuine earnest attempt to transcend her her trauma and and just like the darkness in her life um yeah and to sort like i think to literally like commune with god whatever that means and Mm. i think at first like you know i grew up in the christian church and i think at first hearing this record like it's not like it is him sorry for so for more about the actual music Mm -hmm. um there are some i guess you could call them covers but she you know reinterprets old hymns writes some original music um, I love the idea of covering a hymn. That's yeah, right. That's just yeah. very. That's a funny concept. <laughs> <laughs> Sings hymns, whatever, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. say. Um, yeah. But like, and, and then record. It's recorded um, through these like old analog tapes, and they kind of like 
destroy and warp these tapes physically and see how that impacts the sound. So there are moments where it, like maybe on the first track, you thought your headphones were broken. Um, like, yeah, I, I definitely did. Um, Let me. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a story. <laughs> Go uh, <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, so I think like, like with my background and personal experience, um, relating in some ways to this project, um, I was really struck by it. I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of heaviness and darkness to this record. Um, and almost like, I think she's pushed to like the brink of, I don't use this lightly, like insanity at, at different mm. points. Like there are some really challenging passages where she's like literally speaking in tongues and that's, mm. it's got her vocals, her, her lead vocal overdubbed over it. So it's, it's, a, it's challenging, but I, I found it rewarding and unique and powerful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I have more to say, but, um, yeah, man. What did what did you think? Because I, yeah. Please, <laughs> lay it on me. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I, I preface it as like, let's fight about this, and and you know, I think the, obviously, it's, uh, there's nothing really to fight about, but it's like, yeah, it is a, it was a complex, a complex listen, right? Um, I think, uh, first of all complex in the sense that like yeah i did just get some, some new sono speakers and yeah i was trying to pair them as a family and yeah when the mix dips really weirdly in the first one i'm like fuck these damn speakers don't work <laughs> god yeah. uh but uh yeah i lit- w- once i kind of got past that and also it's again it's interesting the way it can kind of like prime you for like okay this is a little it's a bit of a primer for just like what this record is going to hold, which is some very like experimental things, you know? Um, truthfully, I think the record's fine. I think that it is, uh, it is, feels very sincere. It feels very earnest. Um, as again, you know, this is just our, you and I's context, right? Uh, there is something very familiar here. I, just speaking about myself, like shortly before I just like decided I didn't believe in God anymore. Um, I, there was a period of my life where I was just really trying to find what value could still be within this like subculture and like the art that subculture could create. Right. And so there was like artists that I would listen to that were doing like very deconstructed, like, making really deconstructed like religious music basically um i think about a a a project called bifrost arts right where they're just like it was like a little bit of like like maybe they were just listening to sufjan stevens and doing their own thing right but it felt very classic and like there was like you know choral vibes and they were singing hymns but in a way that just felt more sincere and i think i just like I felt parts of that, but there's also just, yeah, a bit of mania layered on top of it in some of these tracks, right? Where it's like, I mean, it's singing about like, all my friends are going to hell and not in a way that feels like, I say that like sarcastically, it doesn't feel cheeky or like winking like that. Like it feels like this like dire thing this person is thinking about and processing and also maybe thinking about how odd that sounds. And I don't know, it's, there's a lot going on there. 
and I think the truth is like I can't listen to this record objectively because it's just like mm-hmm. genuine like lit- like literally like it is it is triggering it triggers mm. memories it triggers pain it triggers like all this stuff of about I I know how it felt to be an artist in this subculture trying to obviously not process the same things as you've sort of outlined right but process different pains and and different you know um you know different traumas and trying to like find my way through it and find what comfort was still here and find who I was and all this stuff right be being a you know a process like uh what I would come to understand as like my queerness and all this stuff right and and a, a defense of my my queer friends and I don't know right it's it was a really complicated like season of my life right and so seeing someone grasp at trying to make something deeply authentic and frankly like revolutionary like I just I really resonate with it but I also am just like I just have a hard time with it mm-hmm. I think particularly and again I and I've been thinking about this all you know ever since listening to it um Jordan I just don't know what to make of somebody recording and putting out them speaking in tongues I don't know what to make of that right because yeah. I, I I I sort of have this this something that I've kept in my mind is that like or uh, something I believe is that I am not interested in like criticizing other like religions or like other religious subcultures I really feel like I can only speak for my own right and like where I come from and the context I have and fleetingly so right the further I get it's like the less it's my place but I this is a thing right this is a thing people do they record them like being overcome by some sort of spirit right and like you know uh, again it's not to diminish her experience at all but I just have such a like yeah like on face value if it's something sincere and it's something honest record it I guess you put it out Mm -hmm. right maybe Mm -hmm. someone will connect with that but I just have such I think this conversation I'm having with you is is like inherently inauthentic because it is being recorded right there is a layer to producing and distributing experience that eats away at the authenticity of it is it less authentic than like publishing a journal that's like stream of consciousness i don't know right but there's just something about that that like rubs me the wrong way and Mm -hmm. i think that's just me that's just like baggage a little bit but i'll tell you I was kind of vibing with the album because it reminded me of all this stuff. And that being the way the album ends, it left me feeling like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I don't know about all of Dude, that. no, the, the last track fucks me up. And it's yeah. like, it's a truly disturbing experience. Yeah. Um, so I hear you. And I think that's a good point. Um, just like the whole concept of this or. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like just to, to kind of question like that the act of speaking in tongues or right i don't know which i do which i levi do i genuinely do question that (laughs) yeah bro let let the record show i it's a it's a it's something it's a i also read that she was she like she would she wasn't sleeping and like literally starved herself before recording some of that stuff so i i don't know what that adds or detracts from this but uh (laughs) me neither bro I don't know, man. Yeah. I, it just, it fucked me up. This this album is fucked. It's, yeah. uh, 
truly I've never heard anything like it. It's yeah. disturbing, horrifying, and I think uh, and and maybe the point, bro. And it sounds think, like yeah. truly the point, right? And I think I, not to interrupt, but what's so interesting is like my something. The one of the first things I did was just like I was scrolling through Spotify, right? Scrolling to the bottom of like the bio section, reading about a little bit more about the context of the album and the project. Click the Instagram link. And you see people in the comments being like, this record is really transformative. This record is like really touched me. Like she did like a live performance of it uh, or, or, or some portion of it or something. And it's like really affecting people. Right. And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe different people in different parts of their journey. This is really meaningful to them. And I, I, I don't want to invalidate that, but man, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's a hard listen. I think that's, yeah, that's uh, kind of where I'm left, too. It was just like a, bro, I don't know. It it fucked me up. Like, it's not yeah. a, this is not something that I was just throwing on. Um, <laughs> I think I, I probably listened to it twice all the way through, and that was, yeah, that was enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that interests you. I think it's... Uh, I think worth worth one listen if you're curious at all. Um, I think yeah. uh, maybe more, but definitely not not easily listening. And I think there is a lot left to the listener to interpret for their own, which I I guess I I can appreciate that. I, I think the means to which she's she's trying to get at like this process of of personal healing was was a new route for me, right? Because you know. I think you kind of touched on it like religion typically causes trauma like sure it can be right. healing for some people but i don't know bro I, let me talk to them you know what i mean it's yeah, like uh, right so it, i can't tell if like this whole project or um yeah i can't tell what the goal was or if it accomplished its goal or or i don't even think that's the point but there's just I'm with you, man. I'm just kind of left like, what the fuck? I just know yeah. it moved me, and uh, absolutely, I, I'm glad you listened to it. Um, yeah, and I think the one th- one last note I'd say on that is like, you know, some of my criticism about like potential authenticity and all this stuff. It's just like, you know, the truth is like the Sufjan Stevens record, which again is something I said that I maybe didn't resonate super. Like, it's not a record. I'm like, wow, I, I love this. I think some of that is influenced by the context of knowing that it's about Sufyan's partner and friend who passed away. Right. And like that heaviness colors it. Right. And yeah. like when you hear a, a lyric, like, like I kind of don't want to listen to, will anybody ever love me? Yeah. Right. Because it's like, Oh man, there's like so much weight to that. Right. Uh, especially just knowing like what that might be about. Right. Um, and the context in which that was written or in the very least, like, you know, put it, put into the world. Right. And so it's all, it's all intimacy, man. It's all, yeah. it's all from the heart. Right. And it's like going back to the mic record, you know, he's got, uh, you know, yeah. Poems from who's uh, pe- folks who sound like family members. Right. Um, same with uh, same, even on beware of the monkey. I was listening to it earlier today, sort of in, in prep for the podcast. And, you know, I was someone who sounds like a, I, I, th- I think it's the same person, but I might be wrong, but someone who sounds like a sister saying like, Hey, I was just praying and I was thinking about you. Right. And so it's just like, 
so much intimacy on display and it's like i guess that's kind of that's kind of it and i think the thing that yeah really the the worst possible scenario i guess is just that intimacy being taken out of context and put on tiktok but as long as we can avoid that i suppose <laughs> you can kind of make whatever you want to make yeah. <laughs> you know i don't but, know I, yeah i it's i think this has just made me think about like where like a greater context like how much value or, or weight should be put on like the context surrounding release hmm. um because like everyone's yeah. got their own personal experience right which is part right. of what we're trying to do here and i think like for me like i'm curious like if you had more context surrounding it like would you would have would it have hit you differently like maybe maybe not like javelin certainly hits me differently after learning more about Sufyan's like personal experience and, and like his partner passing away. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like like it, I could try to to be as quote objective as I wanted to be, but it's like maybe that's not the point. So I think that's yeah. kind of where I'm left with all this. It's just um, nothing's in a vacuum, and yeah. But this is thanks for sharing, man. This is yeah. This is a I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. I, um, I'm curious about what the rest of this year holds in terms of music. Right. Cause I just like, I do feel this a bit of a downturn, right. In terms of, you know, the overall bright and warm sort of vibe. Right. And so it's just yeah. like, yeah, what, what am I going to be ready for? What am I going to be drawn towards? Um, yeah. And, and honestly, I think for various reasons, like you and I both are just going through like, challenging moments right in in all kinds of areas right and truthfully through that i have been drawn to like stuff that is like pretty i I, i've actually been drawn to like a singular playlist and it's really it's funny you say that i've been listening to a uh to this like playlist that someone on like twitter made that's a bunch of like playstation 2 dreamcast like late uh super nintendo uh entertainment system who no one calls it that fucking late snes like (laughs) uh soundtracks um and i've just been putting it literally on shuffle and 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 it sounds silly but it's like not really something i do like i don't really put music on shuffle very much right but i think there's been something very comforting about putting on this like vibe this like general sort of like um temporal genre right Mm -hmm. this like moment in 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 video game music um that has just been really comforting uh when i've kind of needed a little bit of that um and i haven't really had a chance to listen to things that are like super like heart forward and then yeah and then when the evening ends or uh when the day ends and it turns to evening yeah i found that i've just like i just kind of want to put on that mitski record and think about it some more and listen to it um yeah i don't know it's been an interesting it's it's you know it's heavy vibes, bro. You, you yeah. gotta keep, keep a lookout. Heavy vibes, um, but uh, I think it's I don't know. It's it it is this stuff that's like not to wrap it up neatly, right? But is this this really is the shit that it's about of like just resonating or not, and then moving on or yeah. not, <laughs> you or know, not, or not. Yeah, I think uh, I think you got it. And there's not much year left in 2023, yeah. so. Uh, I don't know. I think you alluded to, I don't remember if we, maybe not when we were recording, but uh, that you've got some, some picks lined up, 
we're gonna do an mm-hmm. end of the year bash um, yeah stay tuned stay tuned for our plans we'll probably share details on that next next month because that'll be the first week of december is or is when the next pod will come out um and then we'll uh we'll yeah we'll we'll have a little bit of a just the nature of of music and all this stuff we're we're gonna want to record it with enough time but yeah please look forward to our end of the year <laughs> bash yeah the the music podcast bash music podcast bash. the music podcast jamboree yeah um well yeah i don't got that much else i'm tired i'm reminded of trauma i think the only thing i'd say before we end this podcast is uh as if it needs to be said shout outs to um shout outs palestine i it's it's been a really tricky and terrible couple weeks in the world just witnessing some pretty grave horrors uh you know it's not you don't you grow up reading history books and you read about things like genocide and things like colonialism and you're like that's all over right and that's a very limited and stupid mindset um because yeah sometimes you you see a country like israel um sort of hoard uh, a a nation into a small area um and and bomb them and it is terrible uh and this is it's a very sad thing to share but it's like this is the shit right this is the world right now and this is this these are the things that have been on at least my mind and so yeah contact contact your local representatives read up stay on it because history is is in the making um and it's really hard to watch we'll see you guys next month thanks for everything you got questions send us an email music podcast forever goodbye peace (laughs) ciao